Well, how are you? I, um, mostly good. I have rebounded from my previous sickness uh, into a new sickness. Oh, Uh, fantastic. It's just, between it being hot and cold and rainy and sunny and just the weather not being able to make up its mind, my head sometimes feels great and sometimes feels like it wants to explode. Ah, yes. And I'm just kind of in one of those phases right now. So I feel like I sound a little stuffy, but that's that's it. Like, other other than that, I feel fine. The classic Tennessee sinus problems. Ugh. I wish you were lying. You are not. Mm-mm. No, it's... <laughs> I can, uh, no joke, I can take a trip down to Florida and not have any sinus issues at all. And then as soon as I hit Georgia... It just, you can just feel it coming back on. I believe it. Yeah. It's awful. I hate it. But other than that, Tennessee's great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Of course, the weather right now is miserable. The cold. It's it's not even, and I, I go on record every summer talking about how much I hate how hot it gets. And it doesn't even really get that hot here, but... It's not that I want it to be cold so much as it is I want it to be consistent. <laughs> so, like, if it's going to be cold... living in the wrong state. Living on the wrong planet. Like, every, <laughs> I feel like we always... We complain about Tennessee weather being like this. But other than, like, very specific locales across the country, I feel like that's most places. Yeah, I feel like the They're only consistent weather is, like, Hawaii. Like, Hawaii... Where it's like, uh, 72 see, year round or something seattle just you expect it to rain and when it doesn't you're like oh this is this is nice <laughs> or like what's, socal what's I that think big has... yellow thing in the sky <laughs> right <laughs> i think socal probably has a consistent thing or florida is the same way as seattle like oh it's not raining weird yeah or yeah and then in the summer you can expect nearly every afternoon there's going to be a passing thunderstorm and that's yeah. it I remember when I was a kid, we went on vacation to Disney, and that was genuinely what um, what my parents said. It wasn't over the summer, because we would not have gone to Disney over the summer. Uh, <laughs> but it was definitely like, oh, well, we were going to go do something, but it's raining, so we're going to go... I think we went to, like, not a museum, because it's Florida. There aren't a whole lot of good museums in, the, like, Orlando, but... We just like went to a like a restaurant or something, like a slow sit down restaurant. You know, like how you know some restaurants like yeah. they're they're speedy but they're good. It's like no, this one's this one is slow. Still good. Yeah, it's just you're but gonna we're be gonna here take for a minute time. and uh, it's <laughs> raining, so we don't care. Yeah, yeah, we're going to Disney in November. Ooh, and it's gonna be my first time since I was last time I went. I was seven years old. So, and it was only for a day. Wow. It has, which one did you, which park did you go to? I, I guess it was just the Hollywood Studios, the main one, whatever the main one is. Magic Kingdom? Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Okay. I remember riding Space Mountain and I remember it being super hot because it was in the summer. Yeah. And, um... And I remember staying until the park closed because then we got to see the parade that they have at the end. And uh, and I remember being exhausted. Yeah, I believe it. That's pretty I, much it. I remember, I haven't so I haven't been to Disney at this, what, 
what year is it? 2022. I probably haven't been to Disney in like 10 or, well, at least 10 years because I haven't gone as an adult, but maybe 15 to potentially 20. That hurt me inside to say. (laughs) But I remember like really loving Epcot and that made me feel like such a nerd, which I was, but like, it's not the point. And old. Epcot is so cool though. (laughs) Like you can go around the world and not leave Florida. Hmm. What a fun day. Yeah. So we're, I'm looking forward to the Star Wars park and, uh, my wife says I'm going to cry, which I probably, but tears of joy. (laughs) Are you going to do the build your own lightsaber? Um, I've thought about it. And then the more I research it, the more I realize that it's better to just buy like a, like a well-made lightsaber from one of these random companies you can find online. Yeah. Uh, Cause the one at Disney is really cheap and it doesn't last very long. Well, the, the quality is cheap. It is a product at Disney. It itself is very expensive. Yes. <laughs> yes. Not, it's not what you look for in a product. No. Very expensive and poor quality. It's not what you want. No, not at all. I would rather spend maybe even a little bit more to get something that's going to be really well made. But yeah. That's just me. I, I don't think it's just you. I think I think that's probably a, a common thought. But Oh, I'm sure every adult listening is like, mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm, yes, you're mm-hmm. right. <laughs> and every kid is like, shut up, Disney! man. Every kid is like, Disney, he's going to Disney. We should go to Disney. Disney, Disney, Disney. <laughs> every, every parent has just immediately turned off this episode. Yeah. All right, no, we're listening to something else. Put, we're put not doing Kids that, Bob kids. Back on. Is Kids Bop still a thing? Oh, I'm sure it is. Oh, gosh. Or or uh, This Is Music. This Is Music <laughs> 32. Oh. Or, no, That's What I Call Music. That's yeah, what it was. Now, now That's What I Call Music. Yes. I was watching, so one of the things that I've started, well, not started doing, I've been doing it for a while, is watching, like, highlights of those celebrity roasts that comedy Oh, yeah, those are great. Do. Yeah. They're so entertaining. Um, but on the, the roast of Justin Bieber... Um, Snoop Dogg and Ludacris were there, and Pete Davidson goes, you might know Ludacris from your mom's Now That's What I Call Music CD. <laughs> uh, I was just like, that's brutal, but it's really funny. Yeah. Which is what you want at a roast. Right, exactly. That's my favorite episode of The Office, is when... Stress Relief Part 2. Yeah, when they they roast Michael Scott, he wants to be roasted, and then he gets like all offended and everything, oh, and then so he starts mad. roasting everybody in the office. That's one of my favorite episodes. Like I don't I don't watch a lot of The Office, and I don't know it very well, but I feel like I know every roast Michael makes at the end of that episode. Like that is an iconic scene. That whole show is is very well made. Something that could not be made today. No. That's one of those shows that, like, it would have been canceled immediately. Yeah. But I'm glad we got it. I was gonna say definitely a product of its time, and usually you hear that in a bad way. But like, I don't, I don't think that's a product of its time in a bad way. No, definitely not. It's a, a perfect um, storm of events. Well, 
welcome back to another episode of They Didn't Ask Us. I am Jay, and with me, of course, is God-tier John Mueller. Woo-woo, it's me. Yes, we. Uh, this is our bonus episode for the month. This month had three Mondays that we could record, so here we are. We are doing a tier maker of the MC the what MC movies MCU movies the cinematic Marvel Cinematic Universe films because we have had a few more that have been added since we did our MCU in review so now we're gonna go through and just rank them all where do they fall are they good are they terrible should you watch them should you just be like yeah we can talk Hello. with our hands now. Oh my Whoa. goodness, I, we do all the time anyway. <laughs> I'm so bad about that. Like, I feel like yes. I, always, I always like reference it too, because I'll catch myself in the camera, and I'm just like, oh yeah, they're, they're not going to be able to see that. That's not good. Yeah. Now all the jokes <laughs> will be able to be seen and heard. and Indeed, indeed. Ah, uh, this is great. Well, first up on the docket, we've got news... Um, some big news, Star Wars news, Star Wars video game news specifically. Um, so John is, uh, jumping up and down in his chair. He's very excited for those that are still just listening on the, uh, audio. But, um, so, uh, Respawn and LucasArts, uh, teamed up, uh, or, or teaming up to create some more Star Wars content for us to play. They are going to be making a Fallen Order 2. Uh, this is official, and uh, what the title will be, what will happen in it, we really don't know. Uh, everybody can speculate. John has his finger up in the air. If it is not called Jedi 2 Fallen 2 Order, I'm going to be pretty <laughs> upset. Uh, I feel like that's what we just need to refer to it anyway. Like, every sequel... Needs to be done too fast, too furious style. Yes. Just across the board. Star Wars Two Fallen Two Order. <laughs> Star Wars Jedi Two Fallen. What's another what's another sequel that's coming out soon that, that would be silly? Because Doctor Strange actually has a real title. It's no fun. Um Dying Light Two. <laughs> two Dying Two Light. <laughs> yeah, it wor- it works. It does. Give, throw money at me, Hollywood. I'm a genius. <laughs> they have also announced from 20 years ago. <laughs> They've also announced that they're going to be doing a some sort of first-person shooter. Um, which, if you are a fan of Respawn, you know that Titanfall is kind of their hit uh, thing, and uh, so we can only just guess that it's probably going to be somewhat similar to Titanfall, which. As a recent uh, player of Titanfall 2, I can say that would be amazing to have a Star Wars version of that. Yeah. And then they have also announced that they're going to be creating some sort of strategy game. Did you see the rest of the rest of that line, though? I did not. Okay, so the strategy game from what I understand, is going to be from the development team behind XCOM 2, which I personally have not played, but I've watched my friend play it. Um, as far as a strategy game goes, it looks brilliant. Hmm. So 
if that's the dev team behind the Star Wars strategy game, very high expectations. Like, potentially worryingly high expectations for all three of these games. Which scares me because I don't like having too high of expectations. Right? It just, it never ends well. No. Now, I'm I'm thinking that we'll probably get some sort of um, trailer or gameplay release of two fallen two order yes i feel don't you probably soon i would think without knowing what they're looking at for their like release calendar i don't expect anything before comic-con just because they were announced like this week or last week like the yeah the last half of four days ago maybe yeah so they've been working on them for a little bit more i'm confident of that but even to get an animation trailer and not just a not gameplay would still take weeks to months to get everything perfect. Yeah. So I would expect a trailer. Let's see. Moon Knight comes out at the end of March. Doctor Strange comes out in May. I will say I expect two fallen two order trailer between Doctor Strange and Comic Con because Comic Con's traditionally in in July. Yeah. So I okay. think I think June. Okay. I can wait. I'd love to be wrong and it'd be earlier. I, I'm very I w- excited. I would not like to be wrong and it'd be later. <laughs> I <laughs> I was a huge fan of the first one. I loved it. Um I know I I've I've gone back and have watched some more recent reviews of the game. A lot of people don't like it all that much. I loved it. I thought it was great. Um I think most people didn't like that it was so linear. Maybe, yeah. uh, I think they were hoping for more of an open world, but you know, for first go around of this kind of game, it just makes sense on yeah. what they did. Well, and the, the worry that I have of wanting to go to open world, like, I don't know that I want the new game to be tremendously open world. Mm-mm. Like I want it to, I want it to be linear, but I want there to be some wiggle room there. And I feel like the first game kind of had that, like you could do side missions out of order and you could, obviously you had to do some things in order to progress the plot, but I don't know. I feel like open world, like the crutch of open world doesn't always work. Mm-hmm. It's like, I feel like it can overcomplicate things. And also Star, Star, Wars, Star, Wars? Star Wars itself isn't limited to one world. Right, yeah. Like there's... That's, it, it drops the scope of the game to say you can only play on this one planet. Yeah, I agree. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty pumped. I think it's going to be uh, pretty awesome. Uh, the first one was great, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Now, speaking of video game related news, um, Xbox uh, is kind of it's starting to look a little bit more like Disney, <sighs> meaning that they own everything now. Um, they have just bought, uh, Blizzard, Blizzard, Activision, Activision. um, yeah, they, they, uh, they got a lot of stuff now. Yeah. It was, what was the, the total money for that movie? It was like $70 billion or something stupid. Yeah. It's, uh, it's ridiculous. Like it's not because like Activision Blizzard has call of duty. They have world of Warcraft, overwatch. They have all of these games that can theoretically make a lot of money. 
in addition mm-hmm. to like they have a whole lot of other IPs as well. But oh, it's frustrating. But something needed to happen. Activision Blizzard wasn't exactly in the best spot um, from a from a public perception standpoint at the very least. Um, so I'm tentatively excited. John, I, do you feel that all of this stuff will become Xbox exclusive? No. Yeah, I don't not think at, so. Not either. at all. No. Um, I know. I want to say is Phil Spencer is one of the the high ups at Xbox, and he has said we're not planning to take anything away from Sony. Is my understanding of what he has said is everything that is currently cross platform, multi platform release, we want it to stay that way. Um, this environment, like cooperation, needs to happen. Like they're saying all of the right things. I feel yeah. like good. So I I'm very interested to see what ends up happening and i'll tell you my hope jay what i hope happens um i hope all the old call of duties get released on game pass Mm. because yeah i could see that as a as a pc gamer with game pass who has a very very nostalgic affinity for most of the call of duty campaigns oh having them available anytime ever it'll be beautiful i'll be very very excited for that yeah and I think that uh, them, you know, this is a good opportunity for them too to resurrect some of the older stuff that may have died out or hasn't been as popular lately. Um, for example, I would love to see a resurrection of Guitar Hero. Uh, yeah. I think that would be amazing. I think it would sell really well. Um, yeah, that could just, that, that's got a lot of potential there and something I could definitely see happening in the near future. Yeah, I would... I would like to see that as well, but I'm curious how it would work with like DMCA and all of that stuff because you would have to get the rights to the music and then I mean from a from a streamer perspective you would have to get the rights to be able to stream the music because I know mm. that's something some of my friends have run into is like they'll be playing FIFA, right, or 2K, these games that are known to have excellent soundtracks, but because the music is copyrighted that was it had the rights to be in the game, but it didn't have the rights to be broadcast. Ah, yeah. So they'll okay. get a copyright That's strike on their I wouldn't channel. Have thought of. And it's just like it's just very tedious from a creator standpoint because it's like, well, I can play the game, but I can't listen to the game. <laughs> so you can stream Guitar Hero, you just can't hear the music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> defeats the whole purpose. But I guess at the same time, though, that just makes it more of the the kind of game that you do with, like, a group of friends. You know, you don't worry about streaming it. You know, it's the kind of yeah. thing that you, you do. Yeah, it, I think in a lot of ways it could be really healthy to kind of bring, to kind of get people to reconnect. Like, hey, go hang out with your friends. Or, like, play against your friends online, you know, have, like, Ooh, some yeah. sort of guitar battle. But, you know, you just can't record it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I, it would I mean, still do that, really well. I think well. there's something for that. Yeah. There's something to be said for that. Sure. But yeah, that's, uh, as far as news goes, that's probably the biggest stuff that's happened. Um, I can't think of anything off else off the top of my head. Those were two, the two biggest things. I know we've got a lot to cover today. Um, so I didn't want to dive too much into the news. Do we, do we want to talk about the uh, Multiverse of Madness thing that I texted you? Oh, yes. Yes, the, go ahead. Potentially the most frustrating uh, MCU casting <laughs> leak 
<laughs> Potentially. Potentially. I, I, so I saw it leaked sometime last week, and the leak that I'm referring to is uh, Tom Cruise has reportedly been cast as a multiverse Tony Stark Iron Man for Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. And when I say I'm not excited, <laughs> it's because there are other words I want to say, but can't. Because we're a family-friendly show. It, uh, to be fair, Tom Cruise was eyed at one point to play Tony Stark. I was really hoping you were going to say he was in the running, because that would be a great Tom Cruise joke. <laughs> yes, I should have... I... I, I now regret not saying that because yes, that would have fit perfectly. Um, but yes, they they did I they did look at him for a while to play Tony Stark. So I'm assuming that is why they're going to go that route. Which makes me wonder. There's some other uh, celebrities that tried out for different, you know, almost said positions. Uh, tried out for di- I mean, essentially, yes. I mean, yeah. And um, it, but they they tried out for the different characters and didn't make it. So that would be very interesting if they did do something like that. But I I got a feeling they probably won't. I I don't know. I that might be too much. Yeah, I feel like we're getting to a point where kind of like I was saying earlier, I don't want to have super high expectations. So. I'm trying my best not to. I am excited for the movie. I think that's going to be really cool to... Oh, yeah. I mean, I love Doctor Strange, so I think anything that he's going to be in is, is going to be great. And, um, you know, definitely from the trailer, we get to see that, you know, obviously the darker Doctor Strange from the animated series, the What If series, looks like he's going to be making an appearance which is interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I'm <clears throat> I have very high anticipation for this movie, but I don't know that I'm excited for it if that makes any sense. Mhm. Like I'm going to see it and I'll probably try to see it like opening weekend, but it scares me a little bit, I'm not going to lie. Mhm. So I can't I can't think of any other any other news. Um, Nothing else stood out to you since not memorably. I mean, I know I'm forgetting something, but because that's the nature of bi-weekly recording. Well, moving on then to the tear, tear maker. The tear maker. Would you happen to have the movies available in a uh, order of release? Because these pictures are not in order. Oh, you know, um, I do not. But I can very easily uh, pull something up. That would be wonderful, because yeah. I'm down to I'm down to one usable monitor, because I'm doing monitor capture to get the video. <laughs> and I have what's the what's the total going on over here? So that's one, two, three, four. I have five different windows open on my other monitor. <laughs> wow. So. Uh, it's it's doing some work. So we're going to do release order. Yes, please. Correct? Yes, please. All right. Let me put this in a window so that I can still see your beautiful face. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. 
All right. Let's see. I wonder, can I put... Oh, you can! What? Did Shut you do up. Snap? No, I found... Oh, I What's remember Snap? When, um, I remember when Snap came out. It was the coolest dadgum thing. When you, like, click the top of a window and you drag it to one side of your monitor... It, oh yeah. It auto fills it to automatically be half of the screen. Yeah, well now I can do four. Yeah, you can do quadrants. What? Yeah. Cool technology. <laughs> it's so much fun. I'm also Do you remember like life before Snap when you had to like tediously get your windows like, like Yeah, and you had yeah. to shrink oh, it and go man. to the corners and everything. Kids these days. Man, we're aging ourselves very quickly. So, <laughs> let's move on to this list. So, we, um, John and I weren't sure what to do for a bonus episode. Um, you know, because, yeah, we had Spider-Man release, which we reviewed last time. So, if you haven't listened to that episode, please go back and, and listen. Um, hey, you're not going to have to worry about... I mean, there might be some potential spoilers, so just FYI, just kind of a fair warning there before yeah. we continue. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, and um, but uh, so for this episode, we're just going to be reviewing the MCU movies as a whole and just kind of putting them where we think they belong and uh, how important we feel like they are uh, or how good they were. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we're going to be making, uh, some, uh, some tiers. We've got a uh, God tier, meaning like it's the best of the best. We have a, a ranking, B ranking, C ranking, D ranking, and then just absolute garbage. <laughs> so that is, and we're going to start with, uh, the one, the only Iron Man starring Robert Downey Jr., was released in 2008. <sighs> I must say, before we rank this movie, this was a movie that I was excited about because mm-hmm. I knew about Iron Man. I didn't know a whole lot about him. Right. But I remember telling my dad and my sister, hey, let's go see Iron Man. And they were like, Iron Man, this is going to be stupid. This is going to be a dumb movie. And then we went in <laughs> And when we left, both of them were like, that was amazing. That yeah. was so good. Uh, and it is. It I, is very good. I don't remember seeing Iron Man for the first time. Okay. Because when I, re- I think 2008 superhero movie, I immediately think The Dark Knight. Yeah, that's true. And it's weird to me that those came out in the same year, and they're so different. Very different, yes. So... I, I imagine that I've seen the lion's share of these in theaters, but I honestly don't know. Mm. So where did well, where did you put Iron Man? Iron Man, I put in the A tier. I did, I did. I I agree. I went back and forth between. I don't love calling this God tier. I've always called it S tier, but I lo- I do like the idea of calling this trash because that's funnier. Um, yes. I was going back and forth between Iron Man being S tier and being A tier. And the thing that has me dropping it to A is I feel like 
a, not a lot, but at least some of my affinity for this movie is what came after it and what it built the stage for. Yeah. So it in a vacuum is a very good movie, but I don't believe it to be God tier. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I, I debated about the same thing. Cause I was like, this is the movie that kicked it off. This is what, you know, if this had not su- succeeded, we wouldn't have gotten the rest of what we got. And so to know that it does that alone makes it, it should have a high ranking, but it is a good movie. Yeah. Uh, period. So yeah. So yeah, De- definitely uh, worth seeing up next number. The, the second movie that was released after that was the incredible Hulk 2008, same year. And this mo- this movie was basically a reboot of the Hulk movie. Um, I mean, I mean, it, it pretty much was. I mean, yeah. the, the the first Hulk movie that we got was uh, it exists. It and I feel like that's that's how I feel about this one too, though. Like it is a movie. It is. It's not the best. It's probably. The, I mean, it's out of the Hulk movies we've gotten, it's been the best Hulk movie. I hate that that's true. <laughs> I would almost, um, well, I would consider Ragnarok to be a better Thor movie or a better uh, Hulk movie, but that's true. It's also not a Hulk movie. Yeah, I was about, to, yeah, technically it's not a Hulk movie, but uh, this one was different because it had Edward Norton in it, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. who did not come back playing Bruce Banner. And, um, Tim Roth didn't come back either. Yet? Yet. He, is he, is he in She-Hulk? Has that been confirmed? I don't, I don't know if he is or not. I'm not sure. I feel like there's a chance. And I'm gonna look it up now. Liv Tyler didn't come back. That wouldn't surprise me. And William Hurt. Oh, buddy. Tim Roth is coming back as the Abomination in She-Hulk. Oh wow, it's confirmed. Oh, yes. I I enjoy Tim Roth so much. Yeah, he's good. So, for the Incredible Hulk, where do you place him? Just because it's not trash, but I don't know that I can put it any higher than D. Same here. I'll put it at D. Like it's forgettable, it's bad. I feel like the rest like you can the, the rest of the MCU exists with like if this movie never happened, I don't think anything would skip a beat. No, in fact, um so my oldest son and my wife they were behind on the MCU movies. They hadn't seen them all. And so I guess at this point it's been four or five years. We over the course of the summer, we watched every single MCU movie. Okay. I skipped this one because mm, I was like, this one really doesn't affect anything else. Yeah. So we didn't even bother watching it. Yeah. So. I I can't disagree with that, honestly. It's not the yeah. last time that I feel like that exact context is going to happen either, though. Maybe. We'll see. All right. Up next. Iron Man 2. Really? He got a Came sequel out- before everything? Wow. Yeah, two years later, 2010, Robert Downey Jr. returns, 
playing the man in iron. Actually, it's not really iron. It's uh, it's a composite alloy. He... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, directed uh, again by John Favreau, and um, we get a different roadie this time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don Cheadle. But uh, yeah, so Iron Man two for me. I actually place at a B ranking. I probably would have put it at C, but I don't I don't know that I disagree with it being a B. I feel like it has to be one of those two cuz it's not D and it's not A. It's definitely not you know? an A. It it exists in that like C plus B minus world. Yeah. They gave a really good effort and it's not in it in it you know, they 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 made this movie about two days before it was actually due, and <laughs> and it shows. <laughs> but at least they didn't wait till the night before. Yeah. Oh man, that's bringing back like nightmares of high school. <laughs> saying that. <laughs> well, what do you Ma- mean? The due date is the due date. Come on, Jay. <laughs> Just kidding, so moving on to Thor 2011, starring Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Uh, Anthony Hopkins is um, Odin, Tom Hiddleston as mm. Loki, and mm. Natalie Portman as Jane. With the first unheralded MCU cameo. Do you remember this one? Do you want to know who has their first MCU canon appearance in Thor? Who? Hawkeye. Oh, that's right! I forgot about that. I don't know that he's officially in there, but I mean, he, like he has close-ups. You know, he does. it's him. Like it's. Renner. I don't think they. I don't think they call him Hawkeye. I don't think they call him Barton either. I think he's just like uh-uh. he's just a Shield agent. Yeah. So that's what I really remember from this. Um, I want this movie to be B tier, but I just don't think it's held up as well. As it would have, like, three or four years ago. Okay. So, if you tell me you think it's C-tier, I would agree. But kind of, again, like with Iron Man 2, it's one of those two. Yeah. I For me, personally, I put it at a B. It, uh, it just makes more sense at a B for me. Because uh, it really isn't that bad at all. Um, I mean, you know, I remember watching this again with my family when we were trying to catch up on everything. And I remember watching it thinking, you know, this was actually a pretty good movie. Yeah. Um, it's got, you know, a lot of, uh, comedy in it. And, um, also they just, they do a great job. You know, Thor had to earn his hammer back, right? That was kind of the whole plot of the movie is like, show that you're worthy of lifting this hammer. And he does, he does a very good job of showing that. So I really appreciated this movie. Next, we have Captain America: The First Avenger, oh, 2011. My bias uh, is Steve start Rogers creeping in here. Chris Evans, Hugo Weaving, Samuel L. Jackson, and Haley Atwell. Um, directed by Joe Johnston. Has he done anything since then? I don't think he has. Not memorably. No. Um, okay, so this one, this is one of those movies that I have a dear, dear friend of mine. I love him to death. 
he i remember when this movie came out he went on and on and on about this movie and i just didn't care for it at all um and so i actually have this as a c movie c ranking movie no certainly Uh, not i do it it is a it is a B C movie to me. Objectively, that's where it is. Subjectively, I love this movie. It, yeah, uh, it's of the of the original Avenger origin movies. Mm. This is undoubtedly the one that I watch the most. Okay, all right, that's so, fair. So, I I will put it at C under duress, um, <laughs> but I think. I mean, kind of like Iron Man two and Thor. It exists in that B minus C plus world. That's that's my take on it, at least. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next up, twenty twelve, mm. The Avengers. Mm. Twenty twelve, directed by Joss Whedon, and of course, it brings back all the um, original characters, with the exception of Hulk, who is played by uh, Mark Ruffalo. Instead of um, Eric Bana, uh, Ted no Net uh, Norton Edward Norton uh, Edward Norton <laughs> Ted Edward Norton very That's very funny. forgettable. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, I, this this one was a hard one for me because I remember seeing it in theaters and just being blown away. That they were able to pull this off. Yeah. But now looking back, now that we've gotten everything else, I can't help but, I guess, be a little more critical about it, I guess. You're not going to get an argument from me. I fully, I fully agree with you. It's like everything that we said about Thor, from a narrative standpoint, from a character standpoint, how three or four years ago, I would have rated it higher. It's that on a grander scale. Mm-hmm. Three or four years ago, I would have had much higher things to say about the the Avengers movie. But now looking back at it, borderline objectively, still with some subjectivity creeping in, I it doesn't hold up as well. Mm-hmm. It, do, it feels campy. Yeah, it does. So and, to uh, me, and I feel like we'll catch a lot of flack for this, it's a B. See, for me, it sits right there on the border of A and B. And just because of the, you know, kind of like with Iron Man, where like, you know, if this had not, like, if if it had not, if this one had not done well, it, it probably would not have continued. And at least so, not at the, at the scope it has, that's true. Right. And so I place it at an A. Okay. I've got it at an A. I'm content with that. But right there, it's it's almost at a B. Yeah. Alright, where are we headed next? Next up, 2013, Iron Man 3. <sighs> Iron Man 3. It's not a good movie, but it's not as bad as I thought it was. I I think it's a C. Okay, you say a C? <laughs> I threw it in the trash. I really don't like this movie at all. I don't either, um, but I like that he's vulnerable. I mm. like that he it explores kind of his PTSD journey. It shows the things he's willing to sacrifice for Pepper at the end. 
Um, so for for his character arc, I feel like it's it's probably B C. Um, if I say C and you say trash, I'm content to put it in D. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah, for sure. Next up, <laughs> Thor: The Dark World, 2013. I don't think we need to have much discussion there. I threw this one in the trash. Oh my as well. gosh. You were talking about how it's okay to skip the Incredible Hulk. I, a self-proclaimed nerd, geek, all of those things. I love the MCU. I love these movies. I tried to sit down and rewatch Thor The Dark World, and I couldn't do it. Hmm. I couldn't. Yeah. So it's a very important movie based on where it exists in the Infinity Saga and what it does, but it is such a chore. It is. This was kind of like Incredible Hulk. This is another one of those movies that I actually, I had my family skip. Yeah, Because I was like, yeah, there's really no reason for you to watch this one. It's really not good. I said, I can summarize it for you real quick. Yeah, you won't miss anything. uh, I did, and then uh, I'll tell you what was really funny was um, just... Actually, not too long ago, I would say maybe two years ago, my son decided to watch it mm. because it was on Disney Plus, and he finished it and came out and was like, uh, yeah, so now I understand why you had to skip that one. Yeah, because it's bad. <laughs> and he's 11. It's so a bad movie. <laughs> at that point, he was probably nine, ten years old when he yeah. said that, so that's coming from a nine-year-old. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's trash for sure. Up next, though, it's such a huge difference here. Complete 180. Captain America, The Winter Soldier, 2014. Not really a whole lot of conversation here either, right? This is God tier. Yeah, Russo Brothers released this. Uh, Yeah, definitely. Top, Top of the line. And I put it there. I have a reason for all the ones I put at the top. And this one in particular, for Captain America, for me, it completely changed the character. I had much more respect for him. I actually liked his character a lot more after this movie. Yeah. He's... This, I feel like, fleshes him out more than... Definitely more than the Avengers did, because I feel like he was more of a caricature in the Avengers. Yeah, Uh, yeah. It it was like he was on stage with the USO in the Avengers. Like, that's kind of... How he, I feel like that's how he was supposed to feel, though. Like, that's how he was written. That is how he fit in the puzzle of the 2012 Avengers. Right. And as you move forward, especially in something like The Winter Soldier, it definitely adds depth. And it's just my my inherent bias has to come through eventually, right? I don't know if you see behind me right what, here. What's, what's, what's that, that in the is, background? That's a cardboard cutout of Captain America. Um... <laughs> So, obviously, big fan. Um, Winter Soldier, I want to say when we did MCU in review, we ended up rating it the best movie. We did. At the time, and I feel like that's something that, that could stand up. The, it, Winter Soldier, it holds up well. It's a fun watch, but it's also enthralling. Mm-hmm. Like, even as someone who knows what happens, it's still, it's not a whodunit, obviously. I know what happens. But it's still like, I want to watch this. Yeah. Yeah, I might actually, now that we're talking about it, I might have to rewatch that here soon. Yes. 
So up next we have Guardians of the Galaxy 2014. Um, another one that I will say really changed the MCU. You know, I mean, up until this point, with the exception of the Avengers, you know, we get um, we get space. You know, there's all these other things beyond just our planet that's happening, and it just it it makes the MCU so much bigger. Yeah, this to me was the first real. This isn't this isn't the right way to say this, but Guardians of the Galaxy felt like the first risk of mm. the MCU because if you look at the if you look at the list now, right, they're all characters we already knew to an extent. Like before the MCU happened, like I had heard of every single one of these characters, but in the lead up to Guardians of the Galaxy, I was like, oh, I've never heard of them. I should read up on them. So when this comes out, I can, like, comic book hipster all of my friends. (laughs) And I can just, like, well, actually, this is, like, that was my, that was my whole thing. So that, to me, it's the biggest reach to this point of the MCU. It's the, Mm -hmm. well, well, everything we've done so far has worked, uh, except for this stuff down here. But, you know, don't worry about that. Um, (laughs) Let's, let's try something. Let's try, like, funny what yeah a talking raccoon this is ridiculous and the tree the tree that only says three words but by golly it says them well (laughs) the first guardians of the galaxy movie to me is an a-tier movie me too that's exactly where i put it as well hey 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 it reset my window hey hey why i oughta Avengers Age of Ultron 2015. Ugh. Yeah. I hate this movie. So the biggest thing that happens in this movie is we have some new characters that are introduced. Some new heroes are introduced to the MCU. We get Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver. Well, kind of. R.I.P. Yeah. And then uh, Vision, who is worthy to pick up Thor's hammer or is it just because that he's a robot? It's all right. It's debatable. Personally, I think it's because he's a robot. I do too. That's, I don't think like I he think could pick well. it up, but I don't think he could wield it. No. That's that's my thing. That's why yep. I don't think he was ultimately worthy because right. he could pick it up, but he couldn't summon lightning like Captain no. America could. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah, th- they've seen it. It's fine. <laughs> So for me, this one um, I put as a C tier. Oh, maybe. you were much more complimentary than I was going to be. Yeah, <laughs> um, I was going to put it in the trash. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I figured I I didn't want to throw it there because I did enjoy. Like, um, I mean, there's there's parts of this that I did really enjoy. I mean, it's it is one of those that you know I did not have a problem rewatching it. You know. Was it great? No. I mean, but was it was it was it entertaining? Yeah. I mean, there are parts of Spider-Man Three I enjoy. Well, that that part specifically. <laughs> no. It's that. No. <laughs> but you have to balance that in there. Like, uh, I I just this is the one that we saw at um, Green Hills, right? Yes. Okay. I remember, I don't know if we had this as the immediate reaction, or if this was, like, down the line. Age of Ultron is not a good movie. And I don't believe it was intended to be. Mm -mm. 
my my thought is that Age of Ultron existed to bridge the gap. It was phase one to phase two, right? Or was it two to three? Uh, two to three? Yeah, two There's to no three. There's no way these are all phase... Well, yeah, phase three did have the most movies. I don't know. But it, it existed to serve as a bridge. That was its function. Yeah. yeah. And it did that very well. It did? It just lost in the shuffle was being a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, it really was just kind of like a... Um... I mean, even the way it starts, it starts in the middle of a fight. Yeah, very abrupt. Yeah, and so, you know, in a way, that's kind of how the whole movie felt, was it just kind of felt like, okay, we're just kind of picking up with these characters. They've already been fighting. You know who these people are. We're not going to give, you know, don't worry about all this. And then, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I I can agree with that. I'm going to put it in D tier then. D tier. All right. So uh, C, C and a D. It's got a C minus. Ant Man 2015. Paul Rudd, Michael Douglas. Um, this one was hard for me because overall I enjoyed the. I I loved this movie when it came out. Maybe because it came off the back. <laughs> of Age of Ultron, so it was like anything fair. was better than that at that time. Um, really, that whole phase, I feel like, with the exception of... Well, that's not entirely true, but I just was... I don't know. Anyway, um, so big, I had a hard big, time big with this Big swings, one. big misses, I feel like, is how I would define yes. this era of the MCU. I would, I'd say that's fair. I put it at C tier, though. I was going to put Ant-Man as a B. A B. Okay. So B minus. Just because I think it's very enjoyable. I think it tells a good story. It's a, it's a character that, you know, most people, when they think Ant-Man, they think Pym. Mm-hmm. They don't immediately go to the Scott Lang Ant-Man arcs. Um, so as far as the origin films go, I feel like it's it's among the better, among the more fun. Um, Yeah. That's and and we get Michael Pena telling stories, which if we didn't <laughs> have was, Michael Pena telling that stories, was very entertaining. Uh, he's the best. Yeah, yeah, that was fantastic. Captain America: Civil War, twenty sixteen. <sighs> the Russo brothers come back again for this one, um, which I mean, it brings all the heroes back, so it it almost feels more like an Avengers movie than it does just a Captain America Civil War movie. I agree. But technically, it is a Captain America movie. Yep. Um, John, I'll let you start with this one. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> I and you shouldn't. <laughs> 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 Again, my inherent bias to um, the Captain America character, to the Winter Soldier character, comes through. Um, I have this as an A-tier movie. Okay. It's a good watch. It's compelling. It has a lot of action, but it still has a good plot. It's not S-tier, but I don't know that I can realistically... I can't put it any lower than A. Well, I'll um, I'll do it for you. I put it at a C. What? For this one, I um, I remember even when I saw this movie, this was one of those movies that even while I was watching it, I didn't enjoy it. It I I like that it introduces Spider Man. 
I like that it, uh, you know, it had a lot, it introduced uh, Black Panther. Um, you know, it introduced some new characters and, and, and developed some even more. But for some reason, I, feel I, betrayed. I, I still don't even know why. But uh, I think even when we did our MCU in review, I rated it really low then, too. I feel betrayed. And uh, I just, uh, yeah, I just didn't care for it. Okay, so I have it at an A, you have it at a C. I have it at a B for our video purposes. Okay. I try to, if if we disagree on something, I try to hybridize it. Next up, we have Doctor Strange... 2016. We'll probably disagree on this one too. Probably. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch, um, Benedict Wong, Rachel McAdams, directed by Scott Derrickson. Um, Doctor Strange, I have as a B tier. I have as like C at the highest. And I know, I know that um, this is the same critique I've had of it for years. It's just. It's the same movie as Iron Man, but trippy. Yeah. It's a psychedelic Iron so, Man. So, yeah. It's it's just like Iron Man in the 70s or something. <laughs> so, we have a lot in B. Is it okay if I put it in C, or do you want me to put it in B? You can put it in C. It's fine. Okay. I know. I, I think, for me personally, I just really like Doctor Strange in general i think yeah. that he's just a really cool hero so for that one i it's probably just it's more biased than anything i'm just i really like it yeah him no i, I understand believe me it's it's so. important to be able to admit your bias like i had to do with um captain america like this is one actually doctor strange is one that i watched again actually pretty i want to say as i was Yes, it was. It was when I was recovering from COVID and I was just stuck at home, you know, after getting out of the hospital, I watched Doctor Strange. I remember watching it. Okay. And, um, I don't know. I just, I think I just like Doctor Strange. It's fun. Yeah. (laughs) It makes me feel like a kid again. Next up, we have... very different childhoods. (laughs) (laughs) Mine was more magical, I guess. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. 2017. um, Everybody Returns. Groot's Little. um, James Gunn directed. I don't like this movie. Thank you. I really, really don't like this movie. The problem I have, and I've had with this movie since I watched it for the first time, is they tried too hard. They did. They said, oh, these are all the things that worked in the first movie and everyone loved it. What if we, like, skip 10 and we dial it up to, like, 30? And it, does, <laughs> it doesn't work. It's forced. It it's heavy-handed. No. It's a bad movie. Yeah, it is. How low do you have this movie, Jay? I have it at a D. I'm content with that. Yeah, I have it at a D. I, I almost threw it in the trash. And then I did remember that it was very similar to the first one, and I liked the first one, but it's because it was so similar to the first one that I didn't like the second one. Yeah, yeah, no, so, uh, no argument here. Yeah, so uh, I, uh, so I, I put it at D. Okay. Spider-Man: Homecoming, twenty seventeen. Tom Holland, Robert Downey Jr. Directed by John Watts. 
this is tricky. It's tricky. Because it's tri- I put it in A. It's homecoming is so good. It is, man. I yeah, I'm not gonna disagree. Don't with be that. shy. <laughs> it's good. It's so good. And and it I I like the um I think the other thing that I really loved about this movie was the title. Honestly, I I thought it was a perfect title because. Yeah. Spider-Man was le- was leaving Sony and was coming home to the MCU. So it was a homecoming. Yeah. And I I really liked that. Yep. Yep. That's a good one. Thor Ragnarok 2017. Oh, oh come on. I have this god tier. Yeah. No argument. Like the movie's this, incredible. It's incredible. I I I'm positive. I have watched this movie no less than five times. Uh, yeah, I would believe that. I, like, I, I love it. I don't know that I've watched it completely five times, but I feel like I've watched parts of it enough that it's the same amount of time as if I had watched it completely five times. It's yeah. it's one of the best MCU movies, bar none. It it's is. Fun, it's inventive. Yep. It's action. Like... And for the first time, we get to see Thor at his, like, the strongest, the best. Like, that whole scene where he, um, his sister has him pinned, and she's like, what are you the god of again? And then he, Reminds like, her. the lightning just, yeah. like, goes crazy, and he just starts spinning around and shooting it out everywhere, and I'm like... This is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's definitely... I would say it's it's got to be among the most iconic MCU movies. And it definitely redeems the Dark World to me. Mm-hmm. It redeems Thor. Yeah. It, uh, Thor and Hulk both. It redeems them both. It brings them both back into the fold and makes them relevant again. I mean, and from that point, it redeems Loki. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, all right, where are we? Where are we at next? Black Panther, twenty eighteen. Yeah, I don't know how there can be a whole lot of debate here either. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I put it god tier. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty incredible, and kind of the same thing. You know, I've I noticed that about all of my uh, S tier movies is they're all iconic in that they they just completely stand out from everything else that they've done before. Yeah. And they bring something to the MCU that no other movie has done. So I think to this point of the MCU, I think Black Panther had the best villain with Killmonger. I have to disagree there, but he was a good villain. Who who did you rate higher? For villains? Yeah. Uh, I don't know who I would rate higher. Because um, Killmonger, like... The, the guy from Civil War. What was his name? Iron Man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the German guy. Oh, Zemo. Um, Zemo. Yeah. I really, I think Zemo's a really good villain. Oh, he's a he's a great character. He's the best. He's, he's not the best, really but... good at at twisting. You know. Yeah. He's very manipulative and and stuff and. Yeah, I just. I think that makes I for a good. Villain. I didn't think we had seen a villain like Killmonger in the MCU mm-hmm. to this point. Like he's elite. No. He's. At, at least as good as the hero and he has the same goal but he subverts it like mm. he's a villain that changes the hero's mind 
ultimately. Like, by the end of that movie, T'Challa doesn't think the same thing T'Challa thought at the beginning of the movie. Mm. Yeah. So, the, I can see the impact of the villain is very, very far-reaching. Hmm. Next up, we have Avengers Infinity War 2018. Man, this movie was depressing. Honestly, though, I liked it better than Endgame. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, so Infinity War... I th- I think it's like A plus, S minus. Like, to me, it flirts with that line. More on the yeah. A side, but... Yeah, I put it at A. I think it's I just, did. it's, in my opinion, Infinity War is the best Avengers movie. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a hot take for you. All right. Full of those. Ant-Man and the Wasp, 2018. <sighs> this is a C. Like, it's a movie. It's not bad. It's not as good as the first one. It's... <sighs> I put it at a D. Yeah. I really... This was another one of those movies that I remember when I left, I didn't like it. Yeah. And I, um, what I didn't like about it, this is what I didn't like about it. So Ant-Man did a really good job of showing Scott Lang being very funny, okay, very comedy type of character, but they also show him as being incredibly intelligent. And in this movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp, I feel like they just took that intelligence part of it and just threw it out the window and just made Paul Rudd just act as stupid as possible and just be a, a comedian the whole time. Okay, I think and that's they, fair. And they never showed that intelligence side again, and that bothered me. That's fair. I mean, that's that's something that would be bothersome. So, My... My thing, I want to put it in C, just because the other movies in D, I do think it's better than. I okay. think it's better than Incredible Hulk, Iron Man three, Age of Ultron, and Guardians two. Okay, I, I think can, I, I can, think it's better than those. I can agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Captain Marvel, twenty nineteen. Speaking of <laughs> movies ranked C, Brie Larson. Um, this is the first one that we get that actually takes place at a different point in time. Well, no, that's not the first one. I guess Captain America first Avenger would be the first one. Yeah. And then we get this one. It takes place in the nineties. Um, I don't know this, uh, this to me, uh, now don't get me wrong. I think it's better than Eternals, but yeah, it has the same effect to me where, I don't like by the end of the movie. I still don't really care for Captain Marvel. It's not so much I don't care for Captain Marvel so much as it is I didn't appreciate the oh the real villain has been pretending to be their friend, and the real uh, yeah. the real person that they've been trying to fight really is the good guy, and it's just. The the entirety of the movie felt very cliche. Yeah, and I feel like it's a it's a waste of a very good character. Carol Danvers is a very good character, mm-hmm. and I'm excited for the the Disney Plus show because I want to see that interaction of Carol Danvers and Kamala Khan. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, it has to happen at some point, right? I mean, it it has to happen. So, and I mean, you have. Um, Monica and Maria Rambo yeah. being tied in with this and 
the the space stuff and like i i remember not liking this movie but i like i want to i want to like this movie more than i do and like with ant-man and the wasp it's better than the movies in the d tier but it's not as good as the movies in b like it is a c tier Mm. movie to me i put it at d personally but i can agree to a c tier yeah okay um avengers endgame 2019 very ambitious brothers come back Uh, (laughs) of all the movies in the mcu so far this is the one that i'm like oh they really gambled here very ambitious (laughs) i did put this one um as an s tier and the reason I did was because I felt like it was everything had been building up to this. And so they it came through. I thought it was really good. Um, the, the whole scene with uh, Captain America picking up the, the hammer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody coming back. Fat Thor. Finally giving me a Halloween costume. (laughs) There was so much about it that I thought this is a really good movie. Yeah. Um, I will say, I think it was a little, let's see, was it this? Yeah, it was a little slow Mm -hmm. at the beginning, Mm -hmm. but I can appreciate that because then the ending is just this giant fight. So I, I'm content to rank it God tier, but to me, it's very much a, this is an A tier movie with God tier moments. Mm. Because like you said, there are so many, oh, this movie is really slow and Mm. it's very convoluted. Like the, the time I remember once we got past the immediacy of the, oh my gosh, all of those things really just happened. Like once the movie ended being really confused by the their time travel rules like it, it just it felt very confusing because i mean think about any other time travel movie where you exist kind of in that same space they always spell it out better mm-hmm. and i don't know it definitely it like this movie has the peak moments i think of the mcu because like you said everything up to this point these what is that 20 something other movies built to this yeah and it wasn't a disappointment Mm. so i i am content having this be an s-tier movie okay spider-man far from home 2019 this one uh following the events of avengers endgame spider-man must step up to take on new threats in a world that has changed forever Uh, I have a hard one with. I actually put it at a C. For me personally, I put it at a C. I'm I'm content with that. Um, it's just I don't know. It's a movie. It is. Um, yeah. It it definitely it definitely falls in that it's better than these movies, but I don't know that it's as good as these. Like, it's better than the D-tier movies, but I don't know that it's as good as the B-tier movies. I mean, it did a good job of showing Peter kind of getting over the death of Tony, Mm -hmm. but it just 
overall the movie just didn't hold any weight to me yeah and so because of that i didn't really care for it i enjoyed it but it was just like whatever what were hmm, let's see what was your lasting opinion of mysterio like being this far Uh, removed what do you think of him as a villain um I feel like they messed up as a villain. Him as a villain, I like Mysterio as a villain. I liked Mysterio in this movie. I thought it was a really clever way to put Mysterio into it. I didn't like that his identity was revealed so quickly. I didn't like that he was... uh, possibly taken out really quickly this is a villain i honestly would kind of like to see come back yeah i would be i would be pretty content with that actually yeah i will say up until let's see we're recording this at the end of january up until about a month ago i hated the ending of this movie uh mm. <laughs> where it where definitely leaves you hanging the, oh my gosh other yeah. than like infinity war it has one of the biggest cliffhanger endings in the MCU, I feel like. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, Infinity War has the biggest cliffhanger ending, but, I mean, come on. He killed half of everybody. You're not going to get a bigger cliffhanger than that. No. Black Widow, Ugh. 2021. Black Widow. Natasha Romanoff confronts the darker parts of her ledger when a dangerous conspiracy with ties to her past arises. Um, Yeah throw this one in the trash yeah i i hate that i don't disagree with you it's entirely (laughs) skippable i don't feel like it does anything to build her character other than we already knew from the other movies um it doesn't really introduce a whole lot of character a whole lot of relevant characters either um the only relevant character i feel like it introduces is yelena yeah um but red guardian isn't going to be in anything else uh, Taskmaster is very frustratingly wasted in this movie. Yes. Um, Taskmaster is a really cool villain and just wasted. Completely. So it's ultimately very, like, I don't want to call it skippable because I like the idea of this movie, but this movie is set after Civil War and that's when it should have been released. Like, that's when this movie should have been made. Mm-hmm. The, like, the fact that this was released after no after uh far from home i mean it was really what would that be like five years too late it was a it was an afterthought yeah 100 percent an afterthought and and it's so obvious and it's a it's very upsetting yeah (laughs) um next up we have eternals 2021 wait did eternals Um, really come out before shang chi that's not how i yes what why does it feel? It sure did. What? How does it feel like I saw Shang Chi in like September? I don't know. And I saw Eternals like around Thanksgiving. No, at Thanksgiving I saw Encanto. I don't know. That's Eternals. Weird. Eternals though. Um, That's weird. For me, throw that in the trash. I yep. My uh, so my boss texted me. I think over the weekend. And he knows that he knows that I know a lot about these movies. I don't know that he knows I have a podcast. Actually, I should probably let him know. Um, but he said, you know, we're. I think it might have been one of the snow days. He was like, "Hey, uh, what do you think about the Eternals? Is it worth a watch?" And I was like, "Honestly, no. 
It's entirely self-contained, right? It, it doesn't bring in anybody. It doesn't impact anybody. The biggest thing of this movie, the thing I got most excited about with this movie, was the mid credit scene where Dane Whitman... Oh, right. He's, yeah. he's about to grab the sword, and Blade says, I don't know that you want to do that. That's the that's the thing that I love the most about this movie, is a voice credit, a voice cameo of Mahershala Ali yeah. is the best thing yeah. about this movie. Like, yeah. The fact that that is a statement that I believe with my entire being is not a ringing endorsement of this movie. No. No. Yeah, you can, uh, if you want to hear more about this one in detail, uh, John and I reviewed it uh, an episode or two ago. God, and uh so bad. Yeah. So if if you haven't guessed we didn't like it. Um Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Shang Chi is A twenty one. Shang Chi, I uh personally I put it at a B, but I am perfectly content with putting it at an A. I did fully enjoy this movie. I'll, I'll put it at B. That makes my rows look very nice, very orderly. <laughs> and uh I, I think uh um, this is one of those characters that I am very excited to see going forward. Yeah. Um, well, and it's... It's going to be very interesting. In addition to being a character I'm excited to see go forward, it's a character that I knew nothing about. I had no investment in. I had no preconceived notions. But it was also... It featured a redemption of Iron Man 3, right? One of the worst villains the MCU has had with the Mandarin. Huh. Right. And I mean, personally, I think I think I said this when we talked about it. I think they overdid uh, Ben Kingsley a little bit in Shang-Chi, but I feel like that's kind of played out so that that door should be closed. And now we get more of a Simu Liu and Aquafina going forward. And I don't know about you. I'm personally not going to complain about that. That's a very fun no, dynamic. Me neither. Yeah. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to the next thing that they appear in. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And then last, but certainly not least, oh, very Spider-Man No Way Home. I don't know how there can be a conversation with this anything other than S-tier. S-tier, It's a, it's a sure. God-tier movie. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's done something that they have not done yet in the MCU, and uh, they did it super well. And not only that, but we get to see the final, you know, we finally get to see our Spider-Man become Spider-Man. We get to see Tom Holland become Spider-Man. And this movie hurt. And it was, it, 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 it was so good. This movie hurt <laughs> way more. And this is, this is a me thing. Emotionally, this movie hurt more than Endgame mm. because I kind of, I mean, it, you go into Endgame, right? And you're expecting somebody important is not going to make it. It's probably going to be Tony. So, like, you had the, like, it built up to Tony not living. But then you had the gut punch of Steve kind of subverting his entire character arc to be selfish and live through history and not avoid any of the travesties he learned about once he thought. But that's a different conversation. Um, <laughs> I was not prepared for May to die. Mm-mm. And I was not prepared. I mean, I was prepared for him to be willing to sacrifice everything because that's what heroes do, like cliche phrases and stuff like that. 
but the scene at the end at the donut shop that that hurt man yeah it did like him knowing those are my best friends i love them more than anyone and then he walks away for their sake like man that that moment to me is when he became spider-man not spider Mm. spider boy like yes yeah it hurt he did he matured a lot he um i don't know it's uh you know they've said that they're gonna make another trilogy of movies with him and uh i'm i'm scared okay with that (laughs) uh no complaints here especially now that he i feel like now he is spider-man and and it's funny because i've i've had uh another really good friend of mine has been complaining about the spider-man movies for a long time the tom holland ones saying why does he always have to have help why can't he just why can't he just figure it out on his own why can't he just be spider-man saving manhattan and uh i was like i don't don't know man you know that's just what they've been doing well now it makes sense they've been building up to this moment where he's finally becoming the true spider-man yeah where and he's not gonna have any he can't have any help yeah and now he really is gonna be alone he's gonna have to figure it out on his own yeah yeah man it's awesome yeah well, that is our tier review. You can, on the video, you can look at the tier. John's got the tier going on. So I do have there you go. On. There's, there's that. And, uh, but what do you think? We want to know what you think. So let us know. Uh, you can, uh, tweet, send us a message. Uh, our, our, uh, Twitter handles are right here at the bottom of the screen i don't have that set up on this one. Oh, I don't. now i feel like an idiot well i have it it's over here set up on it's one of there. our i don't have it's it on the screen at all um <laughs> hopefully thor the dark world isn't your favorite movie because we just oh my gosh dumped all over it um i will politely ask you to <laughs> to not. not listen to this podcast anymore <laughs> oh man <laughs> That's, but yeah, if you, if you care to, I mean, I'll, I'll tweet the link out and I would love, I would love to see, uh, replies just generate some talking points and, and see where we're at with this stuff. So, um, Jay, where can, uh, where can the people find you? Oh my goodness. You can follow me personally on Twitter. If you would like to, the nerd is underscore in. Uh, you can follow John at jmuller8332. Rock on. On Twitter. Um, you can go to our website, they didn't ask us pod.com. Uh, there you can also listen to our shows, our episodes, as well as see a bio of each of us. And a, you can fill out a um, place down at the bottom if you have any questions or comments. And you can also email us. They didn't ask us at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you. And then you can also follow us on Twitter for the They Didn't Ask Us Twitter account is at. I'll be honest, I'm pulling it T-Dow, up. T T A D U underscore pod. Underscore pod. There we go. I haven't memorized that one. Uh, I should have memorized it by now, and I haven't. 
jmuller8332, I remember because... It's weird. We're keeping the brand consistent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We definitely keep the brand consistent. Uh, but yes, um, guys, congratulations. You made it through our episode. I And you made it through our tier. And I'm excited to hear what yours is. Um, the, the, the other good news is that you get a, another episode of us next, next week, week because this was a bonus, bonus episode, but anyway, that oh. is, uh, that's about it. John, you got anything else? Not that I can think of. Just if you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything you want us to review, uh, reach out to us on any of our socials, uh, our email website, let us know. We would, uh, we would absolutely love to hear from you and we will see you again in one week, but until then nerd out.